Choose not to live in a world of filters. Realize your mistakes. Set the foundation for your success. Get some wins. Knucklehead Podcast. Hey, fellas. Welcome to another edition of Knucklehead Podcast. This is the Knucklehead Stephen. I've got with, uh, got with me today a this – is, this is a, a jewel – if you, my, my wife's name is Julian, so no, babe, that's not a, that's not a tip of the cap to you here. This is, this is Mr. Dan Dwyer. He's joining us today uh, over, the, over the magic of the interwebs. Um, he is with us. Can you share your location, Dan, or, or do, you, do you just want people to guess the foreshadowing with the shirt that I'm wearing where you are? Yeah, absolutely. I come to you from Colorado Springs, Colorado. That's awesome. That's exciting. Well, we appreciate you making some time. Uh, a couple of days after Independence Day here in 2018, um, tell us a little bit about about Dan. I mean, our audience uh, may be familiar with you and some of your work, but some of them may not have an idea. You know, why you joined the military, what you did afterwards. Tell us a little bit about you and and uh, how you got to where you're at now. Yeah, well, well, thank you, Stephen, for the opportunity to to come on your show. You know, when I when I look at who Dan Dwyer is, I I know that Dan Dwyer is a, a father first. Of, uh, of two great American sons, both serving in their own right in the United States Army today, um, a husband, a, uh, a veteran of 22 years in the Army, uh, a husband of 27 years, um, a military strategist, and a, an entrepreneur, uh, but most importantly, somebody who's passionate about people, uh, leadership, management development, business acumen development, and uh, in golf, believe it or not. So that's a little bit about myself, you know, in the interest of brevity. Well, I think that uh, each one of those carries with it its own learning lesson, especially when you're talking about golf. Right. It's spoiled many, many, many good walks. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Uh, but yet I always find myself going back out there to lose golf balls. It's a, it's a common theme. Right. Um, well, part of, a, part of a message that we have um, – is contrary to what society will tell you. We encourage people not to be beta. We encourage people to uh, take ownership of their life, lead themselves, be their alpha, uh, but also learn from people who've, who've come before them, made mistakes, um, but not, uh, but not do so, not do so keeping those lessons close to the vest. I mean, obviously you have to have your inner circle, but we want to, we want to create a, an atmosphere and an environment here where, where people can can share experiences where they failed, where they've screwed up, either as a dad or as a military strategist, as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, uh, or even somebody in the military. There's a there's a common theme within the military that you don't want to share a whole lot of your mistakes because it can it can really compromise your ability to get promoted later on. However, you can really establish a significant amount of rapport with not only your Marines, your troops, and your peers uh, by talking about things, lessons learned, things that you could have done differently going forward, and um, and so I'm just curious, you know, what are some of your experiences and how, how have you learned from failure? What, if, what are some maybe examples of some failures that you've overcome yourself and, and uh, how do people move forward? Yeah, so my story is unique. I mean, I, uh, I have a fraternal twin brother who's in his 34th year in the Navy. We were adopted at birth. Our mother, who was a nurse in the delivery room in which we were born in, passed when we were four. We spent some time in and out of uh, foster homes. And, and we ended up in the, in the great home of our aunt and uncle, who are 92 and 88 today, been married over 60, 67, 68 years. And uh, they, they really started uh, the formation uh, of us. Now, 
uh, we both joined the military as a means to the ends, you know, a, a great platform for, uh, for starting successful careers in our own right. You know, if you think about what motivates people today, it's either one, money, two, social and emotional, or three, ideological. I like to think that I joined the United States Army, you know, back in 1984, largely for ideological reasons, you know, post-Vietnam, Cold War era, but also for monetary reasons to, to go to school. That was always my goal. So even from, from early on, I've, I've always been somebody that, that put goals in front of them um, that were specific and measurable and, and tried to attain them. And in many cases I failed in many cases I was successful. Um, you know, I was, I was in my mid to late twenties when I, when I married, uh, in fact, I, I met my wife at Indiana university and, uh, and then four years later we started having kids, two sons. So I think at first where I, of course, we always fail forward as, as young, young teenagers and kids and, and early in our adult lives but uh, probably the first failures were probably as a parent and as a as a as a husband because I was always career oriented and focused and uh, you know uh, in many cases probably guilty of what I what I call essentialism today Greg McEwen wrote, wrote a great book on this and that is uh, taking a more, more uh, undisciplined uh, approach for more instead of a disciplined approach for less. Of course, you know, as a young military officer or being in the military, everything's very competitive. You know, you, performance uh, drives uh, drives uh, advancement, and or performance drives demonstrate potential for duties of greater responsibility. So I was always looking and focused towards uh, the next step. You know, if you will, as a platoon leader. You know, I wanted to learn everything I could to be the very best executive officer. As, a, as an executive officer, I wanted to be, and platoon leader, I wanted to learn everything I could to be the very best uh, task force scout platoon leader. Um, same thing in, in company command. Um, as a tank company commander, I, also, I wanted to do everything I could to make sure that I was uh, competitive for second and third commands. So uh, very focused. And... Uh, and sometimes you can lose sight of what's important in life. Uh, at that time, I, I would say my mindset was probably, I felt that my legacy was my job or vocation. Today, I feel uh, totally differently. My legacy today is really my, my two sons and, and my family. That's, uh, that's, that's fantastic. So just, just the way that you wrapped up there in that evolution of thought process, we just had a Sergeant Major from Marine Corps on our uh, on our podcast it just we just released that episode episode 26 uh with a five foot three motivator sergeant major fields mm -hmm. and he communicated about how that was one of the most difficult things for him to um to deal with is you know success in the military and success while you're in service um it, it can come at a cost and sometimes that cost is the relationships, the interpersonal relationships, the interpersonal development of relationships outside of the framework of the military. And, uh, and I was going to ask you, and the reason why I started to kind of jump in there was yeah. given your time after, after the military, now that there's less structure around some of the dynamics of the relationships that you've been developed, that you've developed, mm -hmm. what has been a, a big, uh, what has been a, an observation that you've seen consistent with uh, this post 9-11 uh, veteran that's getting out 
is there this immaturity in their interpersonal relationships or do you see this as a as a opportunity at the corporate level to develop and train better leaders or managers um given that it's you know there's not a similar obviously there's a similar maybe at administrative structure but there's not an exact uh science with technology and military and that type of thing and i can rephrase my question yeah no no i get it i get it and i'm not going to just focus and on i'm not just going to focus on transitioning veterans but just generational changes right um I purposely stayed out of the transition space because it's very saturated, but I've spent the last 10 years coaching and consulting both the public and privacy realms, developing leaders, managers, uh, organizations. And what I find that, um, that is true today is, and we knew this uh, when we were in uniform, right? The, the silver bullet of, of an organization is leadership and, People stay in uniform because they've had good leaders. And just the opposite is true, too. People leave our, our services every day because of poor leadership. Um, and the silver bullet of leadership is really caring. And I think today, what our young men and women uh, absolutely demand and deserve is good leadership, but most importantly, opportunities to lead themselves. And and they want to be onboarded properly. They want to be valued. They want to be developed. There's got to be a fostered culture of recognition because we as a society have created that. And and most importantly, I believe that the question why has to absolutely be permissible in any setting. Um, You know, in the military, we learn purpose, task then purpose, but, I would encourage everyone to reverse that narrative and focus on the purpose or the why, allow it to be very permissible in the workplace, provide that purpose, and your teams and your people and our young adults today will amaze you with how they perform the task. Absolutely. Absolutely. So with that being said, yeah. you know, we're, we're right up against it in terms of, uh, of time here. I'm curious, yeah. what, what's, what's an example uh, in your experience that personally where you were able to develop uh, based off of uh, either a failure or uh, you witnessed the failure and you wish you could have intervened um, looking back on it now or or can you share us with a, a personal story where where failure was something that actually led to uh, where you were able to squeeze more production out of it uh, do you have it do you have a story that you can yeah, share with? yeah and i can I can share a story that's not not necessarily uniquely mine, but you see it every day in the military, and that is um, performance um, has has not been to uh, a leader's expectation, and uh, the natural default answer is always well we're just going to retrain well, I will tell you that often the skills, the knowledge, and the abilities are there the reason why there's a performance failure is often because leaders aren't doing their part. They need to look introspectively and determine how well they've communicated the expectations, the mission, the task, the goals, the objectives, and and reinforce that in everything uh, their team or organization does. I find that that's typically the root cause for performance the challenges or failure, if you will. You know, you know, when looking at the most successful people in organizations, we often uh, imagine geniuses with a smooth journey straight to the promised land. But when you really examine nearly every success story, 
they're filled with crushing defeats, near-death experiences, and countless setbacks. Your high-performing organizations are ones that take a pause and actually talk about it and learn from, from those setbacks. You know, this is something we know, but somehow every day we'll come up with excuses for why we can't just keep working on a task to get it right. So uh, I think Mark Cuban put it best when he said, there's, there's only one thing you can control in your life, and that's your own effort. So great success is built upon failure. That's why today's most successful entrepreneurs, you know, people that I work with every day, didn't let their missteps stop them. Absolutely. It's, uh, it's absolutely paramount. When Napoleon Hill, and I've, I think I've said this so many times in this particular podcast, where the, 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 uh, every adversity carries with it the seed of equivalent or greater benefit, when in fact, in a lot of cases, we tried to almost rob ourselves of the experience um, by preventing, you know, preventing either others through ego. You know, you want to control growth because we think that you actually can control other folks. That's a common a common um, problem for younger managers that are not mature and secure enough in their ability to say, I don't know, but we can find out. Um, you know, that's, that's a common theme that we've seen, but each failure allows us to, to either grow forward or iteratively make steps towards coming up with a better plan the next time that we go to, uh, to attack that problem. So um, I really appreciate you taking some time and sharing some of that, some of that with us today, Dan. Uh, any parting any parting wisdom, any last thoughts that we want to want to share with the, the Don't Be Beta and get some wind uh, movement and audience here? Yeah, I mean, you, you asked for a story, but, you know, I've made hundreds of mistakes. I'm sure I'll make many more this year, and I'll learn valuable lessons from every error. Anybody who tells you that they don't make mistakes has just made one, right? So failure, it really is a time for introspection. Uh, you're thinking of failure as the enemy of success, but it isn't at all. You know, you can be discouraged by failure or you can learn from it. So go ahead and make mistakes, make all of them you can, because remember that's where you find success. And I believe that failure is inevitable. It's an inevitable part of success. Any, any success story, those at the top have, have paths that are littered with startups that went under or, or ideas that never got off the ground. The greatest risks yield the greatest reward, but you have to risk it over and over again until you create something that sticks. And once you've done that, uh, you're well on your way. If you never try, you'll forever wonder what if. That's absolutely right. That's absolutely right. I think today's culture of, you know, the, the World Series of Poker and they show that final table and somebody pushing all in and everybody's very excited. They forget that that, that same guy probably did that 50 to 100 times, you know, the preceding week up until that final table. It's, it's being able to risk it all the time and, uh, and learn from it and, and right. tell people we don't have it all figured out. But uh, uh, more people like you, more people like you that are willing to share your experiences, more people like you that are, that are willing to actually develop and train those that are, that are willing to put themselves out there. Uh, that's how we're going to pull this next generation, my kids, your grandkids, we're going to pull that next generation uh, right alongside us because Ronald Reagan said it, we're only one generation away from losing our freedom and uh, that's, that's right. not going to happen on our watch. So I appreciate you. Appreciate your service. Uh, it was an honor to have you on the podcast and um, thank you so much for, for your time. Where can people find you? How can people get in touch with you or how can people support you? And, uh, tell people where to go. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, it's been my honor, Stephen, to be, 
be here talking to you today, but people can reach me at vettobizlife.com. My email address is dan at vettobizlife.com. I'm on four social media platforms, uh, LinkedIn primarily, um, Facebook, of course, um, Twitter, and Instagram. So um, I, you can find me in any one of those platforms, but you know, I'm, I'm old school. I enjoy conversation face-to-face -face like this if we're geographically dispersed then we uh we, we talk on a phone and then we you know we nurture relationships build rapport and then follow up with emails and, and texts and and everything else so very responsive welcome welcome to find me absolutely absolutely well you can expect to hear back uh expect to hear back from me i'm sure that there's going to be quite a few people that that want to connect with with dan and dan the military strategist our uh, no, I'm just kidding. That's, that may not be the nickname you want to go by. So. No, no, no. In fact, in fact I've, I've, I've gotten away from that. You know, the last project was on Yemen. You're starting to see the results today. I, I focus all my efforts on, on developing tomorrow's, uh, today's and tomorrow's leaders, managers, and organizations uh, with a niched focus on veteran entrepreneurs. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, there's, there's, a, there's a tremendous need. There's no question about it. So everybody who's listening, you heard how to get in touch with, uh, with Mr. Dwyer. Thank you so much for your time. And remember, don't be beta about the process. Just go out there and get you some wins. Start learning, start failing, and uh, go out there and make it happen. Make today your day to make the rest of your life great. We'll talk to you soon, guys. Dan, appreciate your time, buddy. Pleasure's all mine.